of Go Out and Talk to Strangers. This is Adi, the Nomad Architect, and this is the place where I'm sharing with you ideas and inspiration, hosting founders, entrepreneurs, and extremely talented people to share their experience with us. Today, we have with us Rolf and Stian. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, Rolf and Stian, they're the co-founders of Arctic Coworking Lodge, which is a co-living, co-working project in Lofoten, oh no, I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> no, you're doing well. <laughs> In Norway. And as, as I was looking like through the photos on your website, I, I already felt like booking my ticket there. And I decided to talk with you guys and like get the story and behind the scenes of like your project. Like, it's a very unusual location. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh... <laughs> It's a bit uh it's not the most normal place to have a co-working co-living space uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know just wanna should everybody should you know be able to come up here and and, and actually live live this life for for a bit of time yeah so how did you two of you meet let's go through like the basics well uh, we met uh, first when we were studying together uh, Stian is a naval engineer. And uh, I, I have studied innovation and entrepreneurship. And uh, so we met uh, at school, uh, surfing together, going to, into the mountains and whatever, whatnot. Um, so after, uh, after a few years of knowing, knowing each other, uh, we decided to take a trip up here to Lofoten. And our expectations were uh, not the highest. We just heard that uh, uh, there was uh, waves here and we could surf and we could uh, uh, go to uh, to the mountains and so we didn't and we didn't really know what to expect uh, from this place but then mm -hmm. we arrived there and we were pretty mind blown to be honest uh, because it's so so beautiful uh, it's the nicest beaches you can ever imagine uh, jagged peaks just rising straight up from the ocean and yeah it's just overall one of the best places in the world and sure. we kind of like we kind of like the the, the place where me, me and Rolf we met uh, is in a place called Olesund which is on the in the south southern west coast of Norway or more like southern parts compared to here at least and uh, and it's very beautiful as well like it's, it has very beautiful mountains and so we were kind of not that ready to be mind blown and then <laughs> and and we came up and we were like whoa shit <laughs> this is actually like uh, next level from where we already live yeah because we spent three three years in a location that is considered by many norwegians as the most beautiful place in norway and it's uh, in olsen in the in the place that we went to school and as uh, so we spent three years there and just uh, enjoyed really much living there but then we came here and just figured wow this is two times better yeah <laughs> and then like between enjoying that trip to like starting your own business there what was the link it was a bit of um we just figured that we wanted to move up uh move up here uh and uh, it's maybe not the easiest place to get a job uh, and uh, after like a few uh like back and forth we just kind of decided that um we just wanted to start something by ourselves. 
mm-hmm. and then me I, I had some friends uh from portugal i've been working there for a little bit and they just started this same concept in portugal uh, which is called core surf and I, basically they were that kind of major inspiration for us uh from having the mm-hmm. idea i we're gonna want to start something up and then from that to actually knowing what we wanted to do the original idea was to do a co-working or a co-living or like how did you start we were pretty fresh out of school as i said we just finished our education and we were kind of like looking for what we what we were going to do next and that about the same time was when we first started looking into digital nomads and how people are actually starting to take advantage of uh, of the internet and being able to work wherever so we were really really inspired by that and felt like yes we want to meet all of these people that has uh, managed to that manages to live this lifestyle yeah and what a better way to do that than to open up a co-living and co-working in one of the most beautiful places of, uh, in norway and it's it's kind of fun because i remember when we first started up at least like uh, speaking for myself i didn't really know what it was all like i didn't really know too much about being a digital nomad i didn't know too much about it uh but when i was living in olsen I, I used to like do my stuff whenever i wanted to i used to go ski in the day and go surf in the day and then do my stuff in the evenings and and the more okay. i started to work with this project the more i understood that this is this is what i want to do like this is <laughs> this is what i've been doing <laughs> this is genius like and it was so nice to see that those things just kind of uh yeah fell together yeah so it's it's basically like a manifestation of a dream like it's uh, this project is uh you dream about being able to live location independent work uh, whenever you want uh and and yeah it's beautiful like this kind of mindset i think it's really spreading around and people are not willing to like wait until they're old to live the lifestyle they want to we, we want to get like wake up in the morning and do something we believe in and live in a place that inspire us so what was the first step okay so you had the idea you had the location and then what uh we just had the idea that was that was it we didn't have uh we had an idea uh we didn't have any money we right like i said we were fresh out of school so we had to find a way to make it work um so we started uh fall 2017 to kind of map out uh, the project what uh, would we need how many beds would we need how what kind of location should it be like and from there on it was just knocking on door to door and looking for a place to host our project so uh mm-hmm. after a while after we spent half a year looking for a location someone that was willing to bet on us as uh entrepreneurs um uh, we finally found this place which is uh, an old fisherman's uh, cottage uh that's been uh, or that's what they used to do here and uh, back in the days is uh, uh his host uh, fisherman that uh, was out on sea and needed a place to dock and uh, mm-hmm. it was at the time it was pretty uh pretty nuts Thing. rugged <laughs> yeah it was a rugged place yeah it, it wasn't exactly luxurious to say to say it like that uh but uh, we decided that it, this was the perfect location looking up to a beautiful mountain peak probably one of the be- most beautiful mountain peaks i've ever seen and we started uh, going from there so we just took down the roofs took down a couple of walls and just started building 
So you did everything yourself, right? I'd say like 90% of the work we've done ourselves. Yeah. We spent half a year oh. just waking up at seven every day and going working as carpenters, yeah. which we had no previous experience in, but it worked out fine. That was my next question. If you ever did something like this, like where did you get the confidence to just like start tearing down walls and doing this? You just, of... uh, you know, you just kind of set your goal and mm-hmm. and just get momentum and you just, you just don't stop. <laughs> and uh, which is... Uh, really good because uh, you get a lot of shit done uh, yeah. but of course like sometimes you need also to know like when to stop kind of thing uh, yeah. and but we just yeah we just kept it going and until every challenge we met we just all right we need to keep pushing through it and we always kind of uh, knew somebody who had a good advice or knew somebody who could help us out with something or and then uh yeah, so with a lot of help and advice from friends, we finally. And no matter, and no matter what, uh, and no matter what you do, um, there's always someone who has done it before you. Yeah. So we can always go to YouTube and type, "How do I do this?" And then you will get at least one answer. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not the right answer, but at least an answer. <laughs> Sometimes you just get, kind of get like you get started on the path, and then you're like, "Oh, the way I thought of it was wrong." And then you need to look at the next video, and then like uh yeah like as rolf said there's always somebody who's done it before especially with carpentry and that uh, those sort of things so um that's so digital of you guys to do everything like to learn yeah. skills through <laughs> youtube yes <laughs> <laughs> so okay what was like the part you liked the most doing like in the construction let's say your favorite thing i think actually for me it was building those beds because um yeah they're like we would be like these capsule beds uh mm-hmm. and there's like doing this house with so much there's there's a lot of planning like in car- carpentry uh, and there's way more planning than actually building and, uh, and then we decided to make those capsule beds which are basically like um, dorm beds but like more closed off and more spacious and more private so mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of went way faster and way easier than I had expected. Because uh, we prior to that, we were run into so much trouble that I was ready to just like <laughs> get shit <laughs> more trouble and just, yeah, it just went really fast and then it turned out to look really good. And uh, yeah, that was maybe like in the building process. Maybe. I think painting was my favorite part. <laughs> painting. Just, yeah, just mindless cool. work where you can just take it, brush and <laughs> roll for loves painting. <laughs> <laughs> And what part of the work you had to like outsource or ask for help? Oh, there was this um, in Norway. There's very strict regulations on like um, on f- uh, you need to have like a fire uh, safety in like all rooms need to be like fire fire approved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a few things to make the rooms fireproof uh, in case there's a fire outside the room and stuff not to be i'm not gonna go into details but that sort of work needs to be done by an approved um you know carpenter so he can say like okay. this is done properly and then you can send an application to the to the guys that sort out the papers do you want me to explain it better yeah maybe yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh it was basically the most challenging part for us and um the part with which we couldn't do ourselves uh was the bedrooms 
because uh, as an architect, you probably have uh, some experience with fire safety regulations. And in in Norway, uh, you have to have at least one hour uh, that you're um, that you have to the fire can't get into the room. So it all has to be Mm -hmm. firewalls and fireproof floors, fireproof doors. And you can't just say that you did it correctly. You had to get uh, um, someone, a carpenter that can actually approve that you've done it the right way to was it is it a fine like i don't know much about like how many people living in this area that's one of the most uh, common misconceptions about lofoten is that it's really really remote and that it's hard to find carpenters and stuff like that but there's uh i wouldn't say there's a gigantic population here but uh, there is a population in our little municipality of 12000 people so of those 12,000 people, they also need carpenters and like electricians and all that stuff. Uh, so, but right now... That's there's... quite a lot. Yeah, it's more than you would think. We we were surprised the first time we came up. We were like, do we need to fill gas? <laughs> do we need to buy food before we go there? <laughs> and then you come here and it's like, uh, yeah, it's surprisingly like, feels very, uh, yeah, it's a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. Great. And is it like mostly families or what is like the population like, like the community? Yeah, there's a lot of just regular Norwegian people. Yeah, families, mm-hmm. uh, people that grew up here. A lot of people recently have started moving to Lufthansa because it's uh, uh, it's usually been very remote and now it's not that remote anymore. So it opens possibilities for more people who enjoy the outside to to um, move up here so it's a bit of a trend really yeah it's to... a little bit of a trend in norway to kind of spend a year in lufoten yeah. uh, i would say so and there's, there's a lot really? of yeah and there's a lot of people that move there that they're gonna stay for a year and then they just stay forever yeah. so that that happens <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so let's go back to the like your vision so when you started you wanted to do like a co-living co-working right and like is like has anything changed from the way you saw it in the beginning to like let's say today with with the experience you have uh no uh because we have uh, much uh, we have a very different um insight to what it means to be a digital nomad now uh, than what we did uh, in the beginning but i think uh, our plans uh, have been quite steady and we're pretty yeah, yeah our vision I'd, is pretty similar. As I'd, well. I'd say like the, the the kind of core values of the project is the same, uh, mainly. But of course, like like Rolf says, the more you know about a project, the more you kind of adapt. Uh, so it becomes better and for everybody. So, yeah. So can you share something that you learn? Like all small things uh, matters. I think. Uh, one of the things that we didn't think about in the beginning, for example, is how important uh, good office chairs are. Um, mm. <laughs> like, because you don't want to sit on like a on a rough wooden chair for eight hours a day. Um, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but that's like, for example, that's the thing that we didn't think of, you know. Um, and uh, like a phone booth, how important that is. Um, mm-hmm. community and how how really important that is yeah 
In the beginning, we were very focused about uh, the space itself, that the space were going to be as good as possible for a digital nomad, like the physical space. But now I think we are more. Uh, we think it's more important uh, to focus on the community and to fo- uh, to make sure that the uh, people, the people that are here, are having a good time, that they're meeting people, that they're having fun, and we just realize that's that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I really liked on your website you say um, live like a local, right? You have something like that. And and as a traveler, this is something I'm always aiming to do. I'm always trying to find like local places to meet local people, and I, I it I really like that sentence. <laughs> it got to me. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, one of our first guests who said that about staying here. That was pretty cool. Um, I think uh, what we're me and Stian are trying to do is that uh, the people that stay here uh, are usually really really uh, cool people. And we try to integrate them into our uh, social community in a way um, because they usually fit right in. How do you do that? No, it's just small things like if there's a party in town, for example, we invite them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also invite our friends to come and hang out here at the lodge. So that's some of the things that we do. Uh, but... Um, and then, like, if we want to go ski touring, then there's one of the guests that are really into ski touring. Uh, we, like, go on a ski tour together, and maybe some of our friends go there, and then uh, they'll become friends, and, uh, yeah. But, of course, it's different. It okay. depends on depends on the person, uh, what they actually want to... There's not every... Everyone doesn't want to be social all the time, so... No, everybody's different, for yeah. sure. Naturally. Yeah, that that makes sense. And is it easy to like keep up with the routine being in such a beautiful place? I guess you always want to like go out, surf, hike, do whatever. So it's pretty different which season you are here in. Um, so I would say in the winter, it's so easy to get into a routine and follow that routine um, because then you have those uh, few hours of daylight and you're sure you're going to get your work done because it's really not any dis- distractions. And that's really, really good in a way for digital nomads or someone who wants to just finish that project. But in the summer, it's way different. Then you lose all your routines, or at least we do. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure about... I'm not going to speak for everyone, but we. Not, it's not that we work uh, less, uh, or but we just don't have any routine because it's daylight all the time. Um you can sit inside working all day and still you can go out and surf at 12 at night if you want to do that. So wow. I can imagine it's really good if you have to work with different time zones. Let's say if you have clients in the US or in Asia, the summer is perfect for that. <laughs> and uh, in the summer we actually we kind of shift our uh, daily uh, or or sleeping patterns towards being awake more at night because it's less people yeah uh, there is a lot of tourists here in the summer and it's not that that's a bad thing but if you really want to have that solitary feeling then you can go out in the mountains and you wouldn't meet anyone in the middle of night oh wow that's so smart (laughs) i like that idea it's amazing you can get to choose like where, where to go when 
it's really okay. a, a re you feel really free when you do, you're not restricted by daylight if that makes sense it does and it sounds very special i have to admit i never experienced anything like that no and not many experience something like that so mm -hmm. okay cool i wonder how it will affect me for example because i am a night person i get very very creative after the sunset and i'm much more focused so maybe i shouldn't come in the summer to your place because i need the darkness to, <laughs> to keep me <laughs> creative yeah <laughs> but at the same time you might find creativity uh, at night still and yeah to go out in the middle of the night and see the midnight sun just see it glide across the horizon it's a really inspirational feeling too okay so in what time of the year uh from end of april until uh probably start of august no not that uh mid mid july i can i can get mm -hmm. the correct dates for you but i'm not, <laughs> I'm not don't remember it uh, okay. correctly cool stian you were saying um I was just gonna say how like or because changes so quickly, so you could you could come like you know, like Rolf said like mi middle of July it'll still be midnight sun, and then you'll be here one month later and there's like dark at night. <laughs> In our previous conversation, you told me about a collaboration you want to create with other projects in your area. Yeah, they're not really in our area. Uh, it's more like across uh, across the pond, so to say. Um, it's in Iceland. We have one partner in Iceland, and we have one partner in uh, in the Faroe Islands, and one partner in Greenland. So they're even more Arctic than us, some of them. Uh, one of our partners is uh, the Blue Bank uh, co-working space in Iceland. It's in the northwest part of Iceland. And they're already an established co-working space. Uh, but we are also going to help uh, co-working space uh, launch in the Faroe Islands and also a co-working space in, uh, in Greenland launch. So we're really interested to see how that works out. And I think it's going to be a great learning experience to see how we can collaborate with all these other co-working spaces. Mm -hmm. It sounds very interesting. So you're just going to have this kind of... Um... Let's say your guest can be can hop from one place to another. Well, what is the experience you want to create? We're pretty much very different, so to speak. Um, we are um, uh, like we are me and Stian. I don't think you'll find a co-working space that has another me and Stian. <laughs> but uh, and then you have the Blue Bank in Iceland, which is started. Uh, um, uh, they're fifty-fifty privately and uh, owned by their municipality. So it's more for them. The issue is more about uh, getting the young people that has left the um, the region um, to work in the bigger cities to get them to move back to have a community to work with um, in that small municipality. And then you have uh, the Faroe East partner, which is actually uh, a whole municipality that is going to start up uh, co-working space for uh, um, in there uh, with their own resources and then you have a, a, a hotel in Greenland which is a hotel that wants to transfer into being a co-living and co-working space so they're going to learn from your experience yeah but what uh, we have figured out with uh, with these other people these other partners is that um, 
getting di uh, digital nomads to come to a place, whether that is in Chiang Mai, in Thailand, or in Bali, or whatever, it's very beneficial for the local communities at hand. Mm -hmm. So that's what we see, and we're going to focus on that too. That's our goal to kind of bring a lot of digital nomads to somewhere that a digital nomad maybe never expected to go in the first place. For example, Greenland. Who would have thought of that? But uh, uh. <laughs> that's so brilliant. It's so cool. The, and even Blue Bank, like there, that space they have uh, over in Iceland, uh, it's like it's so well done. They're so beautifully like refurbished inside, and it's like a perfect place to get stuff done. Of course, Iceland is like is <laughs> a magnificent place. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it would be cool to to accessibilize. I don't know if that's even a word, but uh, make it accessible or to yeah mm -hmm. to digital nomads. But yeah, our <laughs> our main goal is that or we see that we are all pretty much uh, we are very small when we are alone, but together we can actually make a difference and reach out to more people. So that's why we're we have mm -hmm. decided to collaborate with them. That's beautiful. So you said like the digital nomads have like the community have effect on the on the place where the project is located. Do you mean economically or do you mean like knowledge wise or? I think it's just to set an example for uh, for because these uh, villages have for a long um, long while been focused on on res resources like for example fishing or. Um, mining mm -hmm. or etc and it's just uh, to have, bring digital nomads here you can show the communities that you can actually work from anywhere you don't have to move to the big city even though you have a have an uh, corporate job yeah have a corporate job or a degree uh, so this uh, this remote work revolution revolution is very beneficial and i'm not <laughs> the most knowledgeable about this concept but um, um so sorry for that no it's okay you you put it out uh, perfectly actually um, because it is there is this big movement of people going to the cities and trying to develop their careers but they don't have to be there in order to do that today as long as you have internet right so you can stop it's the out migration okay so i want to ask you guys what would you advise somebody who wants to start his own project what is like the most important thing uh based on your experience I think it's just a matter of setting a goal and making a plan on how you're gonna how you are going to achieve that goal. And as long as you kind of think big and act small and act small every day, then it will all go together. But set hard deadlines, deadlines mm. that you don't even think you're gonna make, and you probably will make them. Mm. And, and write and write it down. Like that's uh, I like like just makes things more. If you just think it once, you might forget it in one hour. But if you've written it down, then it's actually be way more like. Uh. And let all yeah. other people help you. Mm, I like that tip. Get as much help as you can. Mm, nice. Okay, so we're coming to an end. Uh, but before that, there is one question that I ask all my guests. And I want you to listen very carefully and try to answer honestly without letting your filters interfere. Okay, so imagine that you're in a bar and you had a couple of drinks 
and you suddenly you have the craziest idea, right? So you, you take a napkin and you write it down. And the next day you wake up and you find that napkin, let's say, in your pocket. Uh, what would it say? So if you can do anything, there is no money limit, there is no time limit. The craziest idea, whatever you can do, what would it be? My would say uh, uh, I go to India or something, be there for three months and then do like a non, non-speaking meditation thing. But that would like maybe change in, uh, you know, maybe tomorrow that will be buy a van, drive through Morocco with a French passport. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... How about your old? Uh, well, I think uh, living here in Lofoten right now, um, that um, it's probably what I would have written down on that napkin some years ago. So uh, I'm pretty mm. happy with that. But uh, at the same time, um, yeah, I think uh, I would write down on the napkin that uh, uh, you can have a place where um, it's uh, snow and warm at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So you can have both the uh, and it's so warm you can go skiing in a in in a t-shirt in powder snow and then go down and surf that's really creative but without being too philosophical um yesterday there was a girl that uh, talked to me about her mother that he she has she had changed and the way she changed was pretty similar to how my mother always has been and i figured out that um uh, sometimes just like people are afraid of change and Whenever the change is there, oh, it's a bit scary. And uh, I don't know, after that conversation, I've, uh, I was thinking that it's really important to just to kind of, uh, you know, be happy with uh, what you're doing. And um, even though I would have written down, uh, you know, India on that napkin, I'm pretty sure I would have mm-hmm. stayed where I am. <laughs> and not because I have to, just because it's really nice. Uh which is like way more important than whatever's on that napkin, without being too cheesy. <laughs> Thank you for the philosophical moment. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a combination between like dare to dream and like see what your heart is after and just live the life that you're happy to, to live, uh, on my opinion. Uh, okay, wow. Thank you guys for sharing everything with me and with our audience. And I will share the links to your website, the Facebook page, uh, Instagram, mind-blowing Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So thank you for uh, being with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great having you guys. Have a nice uh, rest of the day. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Adi again. I'm very happy to have you with me and I would like to ask for your help for the next season of the show. The next project I'm going to host will focus on unique experiences. If you've ever been to a place that made a strong impression on you, or if you started one yourself, a retreat center, a sustainable project, art gallery, hotel, somewhere in nature, anything that creates a special experience for the guest. It could be anywhere around the world. So send me the details and maybe you'll be on my show. And until the next time, go out and talk to strangers. It's been a pleasure. Ciao, ciao.